Some time ago, my friend Mike called me and said, Steve, I have a message for you. You have to make a podcast. It's very important. Do it now. And I said, okay, I will. Can you provide me with extra time to do that during my busy schedule? He said he couldn't do that. But then I managed to free up some time. So here's my podcast, Audio Chimera. This is episode number 16, Armageddon Insurance with a Four Horseman Rider. When people say TMI, they generally mean too much information. But when I hear that phrase, I flash back to March 1979. I remember vividly hearing the fear in a woman's voice on the phone asking if I thought she should evacuate the area and take her baby to safety. We'd received no orders to evacuate, but how could I tell her just to sit tight if she was so panicked? Back in August of 1970, there was a big celebratory event when one of the giant reactor containers was being brought through the streets of York, Pennsylvania on its way to the Three Mile Island nuclear power plant being built near Harrisburg. I'm not sure it was the most direct route, but I think they did it to show off, kind of like a marketing ploy. See the reactor that we are installing at the Three Mile Island nuclear power plant so you can have more electricity and we can stimulate the economy. It was like a parade. People were lined up everywhere on the street to watch this thing roll through, and I even have some photographs of it as well, which I've put on my blog for this episode. And now, let's flash forward to Wednesday, March 28, 1979. I'm in my second year of college, hanging out with some friends, and we hear about this Three Mile Island incident. There seemed to be some problem with one of the reactors, and there didn't seem to be any cause for panic, at least as far as we knew at the time. The media explained it all in very calming terms, which would probably not be the prevailing tone today. As it happened, we would find out a whole lot more over the next several days. And that's when many people would realize it just might be cause for panic. In the meantime, as things are becoming more dire on the scene, we decide to have one of our frequent Friday night parties, simply labeling this one the Three Mile Island Party to distinguish it from all the rest. The party plans follow the usual route. It will be at Ed's house, the usual hosting location for these events. He has gotten his typical party beverage, a case of Mickey's Big Mouth Beer, which, with its wide mouth bottle, was always known to me as the beer you can French kiss. The usual suspects were in attendance that night. There was my then-girlfriend Kathy, her roommate Helen, a few other friends of Ed's, and another girl, uh, we'll call her Dawn for the purposes of this podcast. Dawn was really freaked out about this whole Three Mile Island thing. I think she was originally more worried about her goldfish, but she sent it off with someone else from the dorm who had decided to get out of Dodge and spend the weekend in Maryland, outside the range of any radioactive cloud. Since Dawn was left alone, she decided to cope with her anxiety over the potential meltdown through self-medication. And these were things that didn't necessarily work well in combination. She smoked some weed in the afternoon and followed it with a nearly half bottle of vodka. Then she came to the party. I have no idea how she was transported there, and she began to drink beer, adding to the volatile mix. 
So at one point in the evening, she starts to have a quintessential existential freakout. She's drunk, she's drugged, and she doesn't really know where she is because somebody gave her a ride here. So there I am in the kitchen of Ed's house, listening to her and trying to calm her down. And she keeps repeating the same thing over and over again. She says, But Steve, I know you, and I know Ed, and I know Kathy, and I know Bob, which is odd because she just met him an hour earlier, but I don't really know you guys. I actually still have much of this event on tape because Ed used to like to hide a cassette recorder somewhere at his parties and to record the proceedings. Here's an excerpt. The date is now, uh, just going on the 31st of March, 1979. Full radiation in the air. Full radiation in the air from TMI at 11.46 p.m. And now, years later, I hear the fear and unease in her voice and realize what it must be like to be a single woman at a party, knowing no one, not feeling safe, being wary of all the men there, and feeling truly out of control. So I'm doing my best to calm her down and tell her that it's okay. Then at one point, she decides she's going to walk home. This is a problem for several reasons. One, she doesn't really know where she is. And two, she doesn't know how to get back to the campus from where she is. And three, she's really messed up and shouldn't be walking anywhere, much less out on the streets of York. So I drop my nice calming persona and I start demanding that she not leave. At this point, my girlfriend, who by now has also had too much to drink, grabs my arm and pulls me away from Dawn and yells at me as if she is yelling at her father, who yelled at her all those years, and now she's getting back at him by yelling at me, and she tells me to stop yelling at Dawn. I try to explain to her in a theatrical aside that I'm just trying to make sure Dawn doesn't walk out of the house because she'll get lost in seconds. But Kathy doesn't realize this. Wow, are we having a great time or what? Three Mile Island Party? Yeah, a microcosm of what was going on inside that reactor. As I recall, Dawn eventually came back into the house, passed out or fell asleep, and spent the night, fortunately, unmolested on the couch. So on to the next day, Saturday evening, which was my night to work at the local AM radio station... 1350 WZIX York at 1129 with Steve Shrum coming... And before the program director leaves for the evening, he instructs me to monitor the emergency broadcast system, or EBS, during my shift. There's a box right above my head, and I can flip the switch and listen to what the officials are saying. And if we get the emergency notification to evacuate the area, well, Three Mile Island is about 25 miles north of us. In the morning paper, we saw the diagram of where the power plant was and where we were, and a series of concentric circles showing the amount of radiation we'd be exposed to if there was a complete meltdown. How affected would we be? We didn't seem to be that far away at all.
So there I am, trying to play the top hits of the day, mixing in some slightly older hits, some oldies from, well, you know, six months earlier, and all the while listening to find out if we need to evacuate. People are calling me up, and generally I welcomed phone calls, especially when I worked midnight to 6 a.m. There was this one woman named Doris who always called me after 3 a.m. to request Bad Girls by Donna Summer. One time I said, Doris, are you a bad girl like in the song? And she had this backroom smoke-filled, yes, that laughed and affirmative with my question. And there was teenage Margaret who seemed to have a crush on me. They were fun. But tonight, people were freaking the f*** out. And that's when that woman called and said, Should I take my baby and leave town? She's asking me. I'm 21 years old, but I'm on the radio, and therefore I have some sort of authority. And I tried to reassure her in my calmest DJ voice, you know, we haven't gotten any kind of notification yet, but if you would feel safer to leave, perhaps you should. At one point in the evening, I called home and said that if I heard anything, I would call back and tell my mother and aunt we needed to evacuate. Later, my mother credited that call with getting her to start smoking again. She had successfully quit for a couple of years, but the worry sent her to pull out a pack she still had around. So perhaps it just wasn't the nervousness of that night. That addiction hung around like the half-life of a radioactive isotope, and even shortly before she died at the age of 91, just stopping breathing in the middle of the night while sleeping, she still craved a cigarette on a daily basis. But back to March 31st, 1979. At one point in the evening, there's a sort of confluence of things that happen to turn everything around. First on the teletype newswire, I read that the bubble that was creating the problem in the reactor had started shrinking, and so things were looking more optimistic. Second, the EBS tells us for certain that there is definitely no need to evacuate. And third, one of my listeners calls me up and he says, Hey man, I'm out here in West York, or wherever the heck he was, and I've got a case of beer and I'm drinking the whole thing before it gets irradiated. I tell him, that sounds like a really good idea, dude, and we shared a good laugh about it. And I go on the air and I say, you know, we've been hearing all these terrible things, but things are starting to look up. Dr. Denton has saved the day, and here's the Atlanta Rhythm section song, I'm Not Gonna Let It Bother Me Tonight. And I wanted to play that particular song to reassure everybody and let people know that it seemed like we were going to be okay. A few years later, I found out that the father of one of my students worked for the Berwick Power Plant in northeast Pennsylvania. I made some kind of derogatory comment about nuclear power. And the student said to me, Oh, no, nuclear power's all right. It's cool. It's not a problem. Do you want me to talk to my dad and he can arrange a tour of the power plant for you? And the answer was no. I do not, do not want a tour of the power plant. I don't want to go anywhere near the power plant. I don't want to see those cooling towers. I don't want to see those plumes of smoke coming out of the towers. I don't want to know that nuclear power is being used anywhere. I know we have an incurable addiction to electricity. I don't care how safe these people think it is. I live through Three Mile Island, and I don't think it's safe. And if you want some corroboration of my opinion, Google Chernobyl, 
the disaster in Russia in April 1986, or Fukushima earthquake, Japan, March 2011, and see what happened there. Anything you want to hear more about from this podcast? I can elaborate. Just send your request to stephenschramm at musifier.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S-C-H-R-U-M at musifier, M-U-S-O-F-Y-R.com. Or leave a message at 724-835-4074, and I'll see what I can do. I receive no cash for products I mentioned, but please feel free to throw money at me to advertise here. For more information on my works, check out my website, musifier.com. For written works, search for me on Smashwords as Stephen Schramm or Musifier, or find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. This is Stephen Schramm. Thanks for listening to Audio Chimera.